On yesterday's show, we went over everything that went right and went wrong for Arizona State during their loss to Oklahoma State. Today, we take a look at some celebrations, some improvements, and some goals to set for this upcoming week's game against Eastern Michigan. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, guys? My name is Richie Bradshaw, the host of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you guys so much, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. The podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you want to check us out in that visual platform. Of course, wherever you get your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on those notifications so you get an update every time we post new content, which is Monday through Friday. To stay in touch with all the content, Make sure you're following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36 and follow the podcast while you're on Twitter as well. You can find that at LO underscore Sun Devils. Let's go ahead and just get right into the conversation today, which is uh, celebrations, improvements, and goals. So last week after the NAU win, we did the same thing. We went over some things to celebrate because they were done well. We went over some things that needed to be improved on and you know, made better, not so much like weaknesses, not so much like anything that went wrong, but just stuff that needed to be continued to work on. And then we set some goals for going into the Oklahoma State game. So we're going to do the same thing this week. So we're going to start with celebrations, looking at the some of the things that Arizona State, uh, Arizona State Sun Devils did really well. The most obvious one, that run game just continues to look so, so, so good. You had Xavier and Valaday for the second week in a row, go over the uh, 100-yard barrier, and he just he looked great. He just doesn't look like a guy who's necessarily going to be slowing down anytime soon. He also was able to score his third touchdown of the year, so has been absolutely living rent-free in the end zone, and the yards per carry is outstanding as well, well over five yards a pop. Uh, Dana Nagata also continues to look very, very good in his running back to role where he is just as just as effective you know he hasn't gotten into the end zone yet this year but he's still averaging 5.5.4 yards per carry and has been about as great a complimentary back as you're going to get in your ground game now the unfortunate thing is Emory Jones just has not taken off as a runner yet for Arizona State I have a feeling that might change this week as he continues to get more and more comfortable in this offense, he also hasn't really like been in situations to take off and run. Like he he's definitely like hung in the pocket and has proven to be a guy who is not afraid to trust his arm instead of his legs. And it 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 also doesn't feel like Arizona State has necessarily created a playbook for him to be running all over the place, which I'm not going to complain about because Emory Jones has looked like a confident passer with the football but has yet to take off yet. But again, I I feel like that's just going to be inevitable. It's going to be coming along. Uh, The second thing that I wanted to point out is the receivers for the Arizona State Sun Devils. You 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 had no shows from Andre Johnson, Brian Thompson, and Cam Johnson. All guys who I anticipated were going to have big roles this year. I thought that's in some order, wide receiver one, two, and three for you. 
None of them showed up this week. In fact, on the year, I they have five or six catches between the three of them with Cam Johnson not having any. But yet, Arizona State is still able to do enough damage through the air to pass the ball uh, effectively. You know, Emory, Emory Jones still managed to toss over 200 yards last week. And part of that was because of the guys who were getting open for him, particularly Giovanni Sanders and Elijah Badger. Badger went and had six receptions all by himself last week, turned it into 91 yards, and had the only uh, receiving touchdown of the game for the Sun Devils. On a year, he has 10 catches for a buck 29. I believe that is first place for the Sun Devils. Uh, Giovanni Sanders also looked outstanding in this game. He broke off a big 73-yard touchdown, or not a touchdown. It, it was very close to being a touchdown. But he broke off a huge run down the sidelines and just looked really, really good and explosive, potentially that deep threat that Arizona State is looking for right now. So, yeah, while you didn't get the production you were hoping for out of Andre Johnson and out of Brian Thompson and out of Cam Johnson, you still had guys step up. Between Sanders and Badger, they each had uh, 94 and 91 yards receiving, uh, respectively. You, Outside of that, you had three guys catch one pass. Charles Hall caught an 18-yard pass. Messiah Swinson showed up in the box score second week in a row with a 15-yard pass. And then Jalen Conyers, the tight end, caught his first pass of the year for five yards. This wasn't a great passing day for Arizona State as Emory only went 12 of 23. Part of that is just because of the, the pass blocking being an issue. And we'll get into that uh, momentarily. But for what they were able to do, I thought they did a pretty good job through the air. And I love that you're getting guys involved and allowing yourself multiple options to be able to roll with in the passing game. The emergence of Elijah Badger and Giovanni Sanders is very good news for Arizona State, especially if you know, like Messiah Swenson can continue his streak going for the team as a great tight end option for them. And if Andre Johnson can be more than just a splash player for the team, you need him. (coughs) Excuse me. You need Andre Johnson to kind of fill that role of a number one receiver. He's yet to do that yet. The good news is right now, it doesn't appear that you necessarily need him to do that. You have enough guys that are doing a good enough job otherwise. Third thing to celebrate, and this was something I went over in detail yesterday, so I'm not going to kill you to death with the same information. Uh, The defense. The defense was just outstanding yesterday. They were not yesterday, uh, Saturday. Uh, the, The defense just played so, so well. And you wouldn't think that when you surrender 34 points, but consider the fact this was the number 11 team in the nation. Coming into the game, they also were just effectively able to throw and pass the ball against just about anyone they went up against. And if you look at the box score, then yeah, they were able to do it against you too. They threw 268 yards and they ran for 197. But if you're going off box score numbers, you didn't watch this game. You know, they were held to six of 15 on third downs. There was a lot of three and outs. There was like three of them, maybe even four. Arizona State was doing a great job against Oklahoma State. The the way the defense executed their game plan, chef's kiss, pristine. It's about as good as you can can perform. The problem was the offense just left them out to dry. 
the offense was not converting their third downs. They were two of 13 on the day. They were not able to move the ball effectively whatsoever. The offense, because they struggled so much, would leave the defense out there, and then the defense just ends up getting roasted and toasted. There's only so much they can do when the offense is out there for five plays, and then Oklahoma State takes back over again. So I don't I don't place it on the defense at all. If you look at the frame of work that they were able to put up, you would be more impressed than you would be disappointed. You got another turnover. Uh, Kyle Soley recorded his second interception on the year. That now places him first place on the team. The team also has three interceptions on the year. Should have had four. Neither here nor there. Uh, there there's definitely some things that the defense could be doing better, which, again, we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But overall, I thought the performance of the team was pretty darn good. I was very, very satisfied with what I saw, regardless of the box score numbers. And, you know, giving up, uh, what's that end up being? Uh, over 400, like 450, somewhere in that ballpark, total yards. And 34 points. Like, I, I get it. That that's not a sexy number to look at, but you're not you're not watching the game if you truly think that that was what happened. Let's go ahead and hop into our first break. When we return, we're going to continue picking up on our conversation. This time, looking at the improvements side of the football. But first, a quick friend, a quick word from our friends over at Upside. From cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, I'm earning cash back thanks to Upside. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use the promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next. Claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 star rating on the App Store. Download the free Upside app and use the promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using the promo code LOCKED when you use Upside. You guys know the drill. As always, thank you so much for making the Lockdown Sunnels your first listen of the day. Podcast is free and available on all platforms. You guys know it. Looking at improvements now for Arizona State. It felt like there, there. It was very hard to just pick a few, but I also don't want to sit here and nitpick at every little thing that Arizona State did wrong, or else we're going to be sitting on this podcast for two hours. Instead, I'm looking at the most important factors and the things that stood out to me the most for Arizona State that are glaring weaknesses on this team that need to be fixed sooner rather than later. It starts up front, guys. The pass protection has to get better. Emory Jones is just getting punished in the pocket right now. He's only been socked four times this year, but three of them came against a very good pass rush 
against the Oklahoma State Cowboys. And quite frankly, they had a lot more opportunities than you would think to get more, more sacks. They ended up getting 10 hurries on the day. And guys like Tyler Lacey were just absolutely living in your backfield. There was nothing Arizona State could drum up to stop this pass rush. And I understand it's probably the best pass rush in the nation, truly. But nonetheless, you need to step up when push comes to shove in a, in a game and competition like this. You cannot allow your quarterback to be hurried 10 times, knocked down however many times. You can't give up three sacks. This is part of the reason why Emory Jones' stat line is not as impressive as you wish. He completed just over 50% of his passes. He was 12-23. It is very hard to pin all of that on him when he's getting two seconds to start making his reads. At best, two seconds. So the pass protection's got to get better all the way around. Starts at the left tackle spot. I'm not going to highlight any players in particular. There, There's definitely a good competition between two guys there and Isaiah Glass and Emmett Bully. One of them needs to step up and secure that role and lock it down. Because right now, the, the left tackle spot, just it, it truly is a liability. I, I, I will call a spade a spade there. I want one of them to do good. I want one of them to step up and be great. I don't care who it is. One of them needs to. Right side of the line has been solid. I think all things considered, when you're looking at two transfer guys and Chris Martinez at right guard and Des Holmes at right tackle, they're doing as best they can. They still could be doing better. Uh, Ladarius Henderson is still playing at a good level. Uh, not as good as he was last year, I don't think. And then Ben Scott, again, solid at center. We'll see if they can continue their their streak of solidness. But I, I, I don't want to give him a mulligan. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't want to say, you know, you had to play one of the best pass rushers in college football. Yes, you did. But you knew this. You knew what you were going up against. You knew how important this game was. And you knew that if you were not able to keep your quarterback upright, you were not going to win this game. And guess what? That is one of the biggest reasons you didn't win this game is there was no pass protection. So that's got to get better, guys. Call spade a spade. Second thing, the pass rush. We, we are still not getting home. Zero sacks in this game. Zero sacks last week. Zero sacks through two games on the year, one of them being against NAU. We have got to start getting home on these on these pass rushes. I get I understand that you know sacks aren't the end all be all when you're looking at production in the pass rushing department, but that that doesn't mean you shouldn't get them. You still need sacks. You only had four hurries last week. Two of them came from Omar Norman Lott, who's been a stud. He has been one of the best pieces of this defense. The rest of the team needs to step it up. The edge rushers in particular, it just doesn't feel like they're doing enough on the outside right now. I want to see Joe Moore and Trevez Moore take those steps forward that I know they're capable of doing. I want to see more BJ Green on the field. It's obviously very hard to get him out there when you have Omar Norman Lott ahead of him. And BJ Green is just not as big as big to play the nose tackle the uh, the way that uh, Pesafia and uh, Silvera are able to play it. But nonetheless, like you have got to start getting sacks. 
it's it's about as cut and dry as I can make it. Sacks aren't everything. You don't need 10 sacks a game. You don't need to be Oklahoma State's defense and pace the, the nation in sacks. But you need to start getting them. It, it, it is a non-negotiable. You have one more game before Pac-12 play. And if you aren't able to start getting in the sack department, I got really bad news for you. You got to go up against Caleb Williams. You have to go up against Dorian Thompson-Robinson. You have to go up against Cameron Rising. Some of the best and mobile quarterbacks in the Pac-12. You got to go up against Jaden Delora this year in Tucson. And I got news for you. He can move around. You got to check out. There was this awesome highlight uh, from, you know, classic hashtag Pac-12 after dark with uh, U of A playing uh, Mississippi State, which Mississippi State won, you know, go Bulldogs. But there was this play where Jaden Delora was just running for his life. And he was just making defenders look silly in the backfield. He was doing all these little cuts and you just, the way he was running around, you sit there, you're like, is this Kyler Murray in the backfield? Or is is this, is this really a college quarterback? And then he throws down the field and gets picked off. It was just the funniest thing because it's like all of that just for a turnover. As Thanos would say, all that for a drop of blood. It was funny. But back to my point, there's a lot of really good mobile quarterbacks in the Pac-12 you need to be able to start dialing up pressure and bringing quarterbacks down or else you're going to be in a world of hurt this year. Last thing that I think you need to continue to work on. There's, there's two things I want to talk about. The first thing is penalties. Come on guys. This has been an ongoing story. 10 penalties last week. Some of them just really, really silly penalties that are inexcusable. Those have got to get better. But the biggest thing I want to talk about is your game script. You need to start just figuring out how you want to attack a game and plan. What am I trying to say? You, you need to like plan a better way to execute, I guess is kind of what I'm getting at because the stubbornness is going to lose you games. Look, the, the run game is the bread and butter of this offense. Arizona State is a better football team when they're able to run the football. That's why they ran it 37 times last week compared to 23 pass attempts. But they're not creative with the ground game. It's power run plays to the right side. It's up the gut. You need to have some creativity in that offense. I have no problem with Xavier Valade being the lead guy. Daniel Nagata, seven, seven carries. I want to see him get more than that. Giovanni Sanders only had one. There was a team rush from minus one yard, and I'm pretty sure that was a strip sack. And then Emory Jones, I would love to get him involved. But right now, I'm particularly looking at the run game. You need to get more creative with it because teams are figuring out what you want to do, and they're going to slow down your offense and take away what you're trying to get established. So you got to fix that, bottom line. Passing game, just consistency. And part of that, again, is going to be on the offensive line being able to step up. You also need your receivers to get more involved, too. You can't have weeks where only five guys catch a pass and only two guys catch multiple passes. That That's not going to work, especially against good competition like Oklahoma State. So you need to be able to come up with a better game plan. You need to be able to come up with a better game script, and you need to be able to execute it a lot better than what you've been doing. Let's go ahead and hop into our final break. And when we return, we're going to go through some goals for this week. 
All right, guys, do me a favor and make sure that you are making the Locked On Pac-12 podcast your second listen of the day. My good friend Spencer McLaughlin breaks down everything you need to know about the Pac-12 in 30 minutes or less. The Conference of Champions is constantly in the news for good or bad things. And Arizona State is one of those teams. So you should be in the loop with everything going on in the Pac-12. Like I said, make it your second listen of the day. And for what it's worth, I pop on more often than you would think. So if you like seeing my beautiful face and listening to my lovely voice, make sure you check out Locked On Pac-12. You won't regret it. Goals for this week. Nice and simple. The first thing, come up with a more consistent passing attack. We know you can run the football. Even, even in a way that becomes predictable, we know you can put up the numbers. I mean, Valaday still had 118 yards on 21 carries, and it's not like they were getting very creative with the way they wanted to run the football with him. He'll produce. Danny Nagata had 31 yards on seven carries. We know that he can run the football. We know that there's a lot of good runners on this team. Tevin White is very good. I'm ready for some Deontay Elliott at this point. They got creative and got Giovanni Sanders involved. Now, obviously, that didn't go anywhere, but they got him involved. We know you can run the football. I want to see you be able to pass the football. Emory Jones showed me that he is capable of doing that. He threw for 223 yards last week on 12 completions, on 23 attempts. So he's almost at 10 yards an attempt, guys. Meanwhile, he was almost at 20 yards of completion. He is capable of throwing this football. But he can only do so much. He, he needs help. It's got to be better play calling. It's got to be better pass protection. It's got to be guys stepping up. And this isn't to say Emery is perfect. Emery can still do a better job with poison in the pocket. He can do a better job rolling out of a pocket and keeping his eyes downfield. Emery is not a perfect passer, but he is far from the issue in the passing game right now. There are other things that need to step up and start getting right in order to get this team back on track. So the first thing I'm looking for this week is a more consistent, hopefully more explosive passing attack. Second thing, you need sustained drives. Guys, that was the biggest killer of your game last week is these Sun Devils were just going three and out, five plays and punting, four plays and punting, six plays and punting. You get inside Oklahoma State territory. Oh, he took a sack. You got a punt. You're settling for field goals. On, on the first drive of the game, you went right down the field. You had to kick a field goal. And it was a short field goal, man. It ended up being, how long was it? 27 yards. At that point, I'd rather see you go for it. You've got to be able to just have better drives that end with points. Because you put up three points in the first half of that game, and it came on your first drive. Your defense gave up 17 in the first half. There's no reason you shouldn't have gone to halftime at least tied. At least tied. Potentially with a lead. The way the defense was playing. You've got to have better drives. This is not sustainable. This is not going to win you football games. This is one of those, like, you can probably get away with it against Eastern Michigan. They are better than NAU. But they are significantly worse than Oklahoma State. You're hoping you can get away with it. 
But I got really bad news for you. That is going to be incredibly difficult to do if you are not putting together good drives. You don't need points on every drive. I understand that is just not possible unless you're playing Madden on rookie mode. With that being said, you need touchdowns. You need field goals. You just need, even if you're not scoring points, man, you need long drives that get your defense a break on the sideline. I mean, Arizona State's only scored six offensive touchdowns this year. It's not a killer. It, it needs to be better, though. It needs to be a lot better. Last thing I want to talk about is just the execution in general. I feel like one of the biggest issues the Sun Devils had last week was they it, – it didn't feel like they were truly all in on their game plan and that when they tried to make something work, it felt more like – forcing a square peg and a round hole than it was adjusting. Like I said, like Arizona state was just forcing the power run and the power run was not there. Like congratulations. Eventually you wear them out, but by the time you wear them out, you're down, you're down two possessions on the scoreboard. It just, you need to be able to adjust. You cannot continue to only want to play the game one way. Come up with a better script. Come up with better execution. Defensively, that, that's going to be generating pressure. You know, I, I thought that all things considered, the secondary did a pretty good job against Spencer Sanders. They still gotta, they still gotta improve, they still gotta be better. There's things across the board that need to be improved for Arizona State. Those are the three biggest things for me. That should be goals this week against Eastern Michigan. You should be able to. Do a really good job in those areas. Make a difference. And with that said, that's it for this episode of Lockdown Sun Devils. So, guys, you know how appreciative I am for you guys making us your first listen of the day. Podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you want to check us out in that visual platform. Wherever it is, though, that you get your podcast, hit like and subscribe. Turn on those noties. So you get an update every time we post new content, which is Monday through Friday. To stay in touch with all of our content, make sure that you are following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrad36 and find the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun But that does it for us on this Tuesday edition of the podcast. So until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.